what tune. Keep Pastor Riggin in your prayers as he is in in California enjoying that warm weather. <laughs> My father called me today and asked me what, what the weather was like. I said, we were having a heat wave. It went from negative three to nine degrees. So I can truly say this Texas boy does not like this cold weather. Used to tell people I liked cold weather. I stopped saying that. <clears throat> Turn in your in your Bibles to Genesis chapter thirty-two and verses twenty-four. We all know the setting in which this story is taking place. Jacob is about to meet his his brother Esau. He has come back from he's coming back to the land where his family is at. In Genesis thirty two and twenty four, and Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched him, or touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. As he wrestled with him, and he said, Let us go, or let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there, and Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Let's go before the Lord in prayer here tonight and ask that that God will anoint his word as it goes forth. That God will open our hearts to his word. Amen. You may be seated. We are living in a generation that is, that is, to be a lack of a better word, or the millennial generation could be said as, described as many different things, as being a, a lazy generation, a, a generation without 
without cares, without desires, or, or, or I should say motivations to do certain things. You could say that it, it, in some ways it could be described as a, 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 or a lot of people today could be described as being quitters, not being, being dedicated to things that they set themselves to do. Some estimates say more than 40% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. For comparison, about one-third of Americans watch the Super Bowl. Approximately 80% of resolutions fell by the second week of February. So the odds are against you. I guess I have a few more days to keep my resolution, but... Only 8% of people keep their New Year's resolutions. We see that people make these things that, hey, I'm going to do this for, for a year. I'm going to work out I'm, on a daily basis. I'm going to lose weight, get in shape. I'm going to read so many books in a year. I'm going to help. To, I'm going to try to save more money. Whatever the case may be, people make New Year's resolutions. New things that they're going to try to achieve in the coming year. We live in a generation that seems to, or in a time that people seem to be afraid of commitment. Afraid of commitment to church. Afraid of commitment to their job. Afraid of commitment in marriage. Studies have shown that there is an alarmingly high rate of divorce amongst our society. That divorce rate in the United States is between 40 and 50%. It's an alarming rate of people that, that give up on a marriage, give up on their vows, of their I do's that I will stand by you through no matter what, the, the things that they committed to the other one. They so easily give up. As of the 2012 census, 7.8 million couples were living together without being married. Not willing to live in a committed relationship, a committed walk with that other person. We as the church cannot let this mentality make its way into our walk with God. It, we cannot let this mentality... Of, I don't really care. I'm not going to make a commitment to God. We cannot let that creep in to our daily walk with God. That's why a daily prayer life is important. That's why reading our Bible on a daily basis is so important. That is us showing our commitment and our dedication to God. We must be totally and completely dedicated to our walk with God. We cannot allow ourselves to become complacent. And give room for the devil to creep in. In our lives we have these pressures. That are coming against us every day and every hour. And there's only one safe place that we can get to. When those pressures seem to be caving in on us. That's the house of the Lord. That is a place of prayer. That's a time of reading my Bible. That I can look in the word of God. And I can find the answers to my problems. 
That's why we have to take a step back from the world. That's why we have to live separate, not just in holiness standards, but in our mentality as well that we have to be separated from the world. Going somewhere here tonight, I'm laying a foundation for where I'm going. But we have to run the race with excellence. We have to endure through the tests and trials of life no matter what may come. In 2 Timothy 4 and 7 through 8, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord... The righteous judge shall give at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that loved his appearing. Paul was saying that he has ran that race. He was at the end of his life, but he endured the test and trials. But henceforth, there is a crown laid up for me in glory. You are running this race, this race that we are into in. You're running this race alone. There are those that are in the race with you, but they are not running the race for you. There's only one person that can run the race for you, and that is yourself. There is no one else that can take your place when it comes to going before God with dedication in your heart, dedication of prayer, dedication to doing the right thing, dedication to living a holy and acceptable life. We must keep the fight. You have to finish the race for you to be able to say what Paul said. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Acts 20 and 24. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. So that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. To testify the gospel of his grace. Paul was about in this scripture. Paul is a... or he, the, the setting of this, Paul is, is talking to the elders and he's saying that, that I'm going to Jerusalem. I don't know what the future may hold. I don't know what's going to happen, but these things are nothing. I'm not worried about these things. I'm not concerned about these things. But what did he say? I don't hold my life dear. But he said, I'm doing these things. So that I might finish my course with joy. That I might have the opportunity to continue to preach the gospel. To continue to testify the gospel of the grace of God. But as we get back to our scripture reading tonight. Genesis 32 in 24 through 33, and Jacob was left alone. We read of how, how he was at the river. He was about to cross over. His brother had threatened to kill him. He said that if you come back, I will kill you. He hated him because he stole his birthright. 
He deceived their father and took the birthright that was rightfully Esau's. But he said, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. We find Jacob here at, at this river, at this crossing, this ford. And he is standing there and he sends his family. And the Bible says that he was alone. He was by himself. Doesn't say if this man came walking up or this man appeared. But, but he began to wrestle with this man throughout the night. Throughout everything. He began to wrestle with this man. And as the day approached. The man said you've got to let me go. You've got to let me go. What well, got a hold of Jacob? That he would not let that man go. That he would not let the angel go. He had a determination inside. He had a determination that he was not going to let go. Until he got his blessing. Jacob had... Or Jacob, Jacob knew that he had to get something from God before the break of day. He knew that if he did not get what he needed, if he let go, his family would be killed. Those that he loved himself would be destroyed. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. The angel had popped his hip out of joint. Yet Jacob would not give up. When you are in the fight, when you have been wounded, don't give up. Don't let go. You've got to hold on to faith and keep running the fight with excellence. Jacob, sure the things were going through his mind. Jacob, give up. What you're going through is too tough. There is going to be a little devil or a little voice inside your head that is talking to you that says, hey, your flesh is weak. Hey, your hip is out of joint or your proverbial hip. You're going through excruciating pain. Why are you holding on? To your walk with God. Why are you not giving in? And letting the, the dream go. Letting your promise walk out the door. Giving up and walking out of the house of God. There is going to be that voice inside your head. That says give up. Don't, let, don't keep doing it. It's not worth the pain that you're going through. It's not worth the effort that you're expending. You feel the weakness of your flesh pulling you down. You feel that, 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 that tug on you that, that oh, I've got to get up again. I, oh, i got to go. Today, I just don't feel like getting up and going to the house of God. But it's in the house of the Lord that you'll find your rest. It's in the house of the Lord that you can find your comfort. Don't give up. Just keep holding on. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about 
with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. He said, run the race with patience. Hold out to that race that you're running. There's those that are around you that can help you through the race. That can encourage you. It's what the body of Christ is here for. To encourage you. But you're still running this race alone. You're still running this race by yourself. There will be dark times. There will be days when the only thing that can help you is going to the house of God and finding a place to pray. Finding a place to seek the face of God. There's going to be tests that's going to test your faith. There's going to be things that, that go through your life that you say, hey, what do I do? The darkness is closing in on me. The darkness is, is, is oppressing me. You feel like you're on rock bottom and you can only look up. But Jacob said, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go until you bless me. Paul said to run with patience the race that has been set before us. Then he said, look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before, before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. God had to robe himself in flesh that the spotless lamb could give his blood for me and you. That we could be saved. But he was also an example to us of how we should live our life. Of how no matter what we can endure. No matter what we're going through, we've got the strength to hold on. The strength to endure. The strength to press through. Why? Because we had that thing that, that I read in a commentary this afternoon that it said that mere word that Paul loved, grace. But it was so much more than that word that Paul just loved to use. It was that grace of God that will help you endure. It was the grace of God that Paul was talking about. That no matter what you're going through, no matter what the test and trial may be, that you can persevere through the grace of God. Jacob... The very, his very name meant deceiver. We read of time after time he deceived. He deceived his brother, his father, his father-in-law. He was a deceiver by nature.
There might have been times that when maybe the angel, the man that he was wrestling with, looked at him and said, you don't deserve a blessing. Sometime throughout that night that he said, hey, why, why are you fighting? You deceive. The only reason you're here is because you deceived another. Why do you deserve a blessing? Why do you deserve this? But he never, never gave up. He kept holding on. He kept saying, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. I'm fighting this fight because I have to get something from God. Come on, church, can we take a minute to pray? You may be going through the trial of your life. Your faith might be slipping. You might be thinking to yourself, why do I keep coming to church? Why do I keep doing these things that I'm doing? You feel the enticing pull of the world. You feel the pure pressure that you receive on a daily basis. Why do you live for God? Why do you do what that pat preacher sells you to do? It's because I want to be saved. It's because I want to make it to heaven. Why do you keep fighting? Why don't you just let go of the man of God? Why don't you just let go? Why don't you just give in? Why don't you just give in and backslide and give up on God? You may have those voices in your head. You may have those things saying, why are you doing this? You're just torturing yourself further. But I'm here to tell you tonight, you've got to get a hold of that same attitude that Jacob had. I'm not letting go until I get my blessing. I'm not letting go. Until God comes down and gives me a visitation. And while you're holding on to that man, while you're, hold, while you're holding on to that thing, you're saying, I'm not letting go until God blesses me. I'm not letting go until my, of my promise. I'm not letting go of my dream until God blesses me. Jacob, because you refused, to let go of your promise. Because you refused to give up. There's a reward for running the race. There's a reward for holding out unto the end. There's a reward that God wants to give you. Jacob, because your name means deceiver. Because you never let go. said, I'm going to change your name from Jacob. You will now be called Israel, which means, for as a prince, thou hast power with God and with man. Why did he have that power with God? It was because he wasn't willing to let go. He said, I'm going to wait. 
I'm going to keep holding on until I get my blessing. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to do these things that keep, keep these things that are going to bring me down. Why? Because I want the blessing of God. And if you do these things, if you hold on, if you hold out for God, you will receive his favor. As a prince, hath thou power with God and with man. Philippians 3. Let's stand, I'm closing. Philippians 3 and 13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to be apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are ahead, before, or those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Jacob named that place that he was at. Penicil, if I'm saying that correctly. Which means, seeing, I have seen God face to face. Someone that has that desire in their heart tonight. Someone has that burning desire. God, I'm living for you. God, I'm doing everything that I need to do. But I need to see you again face to face. I need a visitation of the Holy Ghost in your life or in my life. God, I'm not letting go. The day is breaking. It's been hours since I've been here holding on. That I've been wrestling my, my I'm weak in my flesh. My body is torn. My body is weak. But God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. After he received his blessing, after his name was changed, he said, I've seen God face to face. I'm telling you here tonight, these altars are open. If there's somebody that's desperate for a visitation in your life, if you're desperate for God to do a work in you, these altars are open. If you could just say, God, I'm here. I need you, Lord. I'm not letting go. I'm not giving in. Here I am, Lord. I'm holding on to your promises until you bless me. I'm holding on to everything you've given me, God. Because, God, if I let go... If I give up just before the dawn, just before you bless me, my brother's going to destroy me. Esau's going to kill everybody that I love. 